Hello and welcome to Dainagi Thursday edition. That's where we have a look at the best bets from the experts on the panel. We've got Screech from Saved by the Bell here from Champion Data. <laughs> Jacob Wilson, welcome, Jackie. Thanks, Tigger. That was going straight over the head. I don't know that one. You never watched Saved by the Bell? Uh, I think you I'm too young for didn't that. Didn't hear Mellow Yellow a few weeks ago. Grow up a little bit. All right, Jay-Z, our man, our news hand from the Herald Sun. Didn't have a spring in your step coming in this week, did you? Well, that's probably because I had 10 beers last night. <laughs> <laughs> to, the go, to be honest, I'm not sure it's got anything to do with anything else, really. Well, I love your preparation. That's normally my preparation, but I didn't have one drop last night. All right, this is your <laughs> ultimate punting experience. If it's your first time listener, stay tuned for the dra- uh, Don't Argue Multi. Later on in the show, you'll find that in the hand sod section, so stay tuned for that. Let's recap last week. Eagles over the dogs was money for old rope. We mm. said it was the bet of the weekend. Yeah. Yep. The line was twenty five. That turned out to be yeah. half time. Half time. They blew it out in the second half, and we had. I even threw in the big forwards, and they kicked nine between them as well. Um, so that gave a little bit more extra juice on that bone because it's uh, just the line was too easy for us. We needed to throw something else on top of it. I well, felt. you sucked the marrow out. Did sucked you? the marrow. Out. <laughs> oh. not, speaking of sucking marrow, I'm not happy with uh, St Kilda's <laughs> restaurant choices over there in China <laughs> because I had the Saints at the line last week. And then they went out and had their dodgy dumplings. Hairy dumplings. Yeah, shocking. Did, so, you go, did you give them a few recommendations about where you went last year? Well, last year we went to Dermot Eats Anything. He's got an iron guts. And we went to this place and there was a thing called the Hairy Dumpling. And I said, gee, let's have a go of that. Derm goes, yeah, why not? Took one bite. And he went, Ugh. <laughs> And you know what was in it? It was hair from an animal. Oh, God. And it was rolled into dumpling. That is disgusting. And I think that's what so the Saints had. So you recommended week. that to Blake Akers, did you? <laughs> Actually, I did. No, I said to them, get over there. But we showed the vision on Fox. Pretty funny. Kenny Hinckley's offering Alan Richardson a dumpling. Yeah. That was the dumpling that tipped him over. <laughs> so food poisoning on part of Port Adelaide. They hit a win. Um, else last week, everything else was pretty quiet. So we're going to move into your best five of the weekend. Well, that, yeah, I thought we were okay until no, until the dodgy dumplings, um, you know, yeah. caused havoc. So Yeah, you were the- pretty adamant, weren't you, on the WhatsApp? What's happening in St Kilda? Changing bets? Don't don't put the podcast on? Like, give us a spell, mate. Just stand by your bet, all right? <laughs> That's what I said. All right, let's have a look at it. <laughs> and it how this works, as I mentioned, if you're a first-time listener, um, welcome to the show. Jacob Wilson and Jay go through their top five bets, starting with their fifth Best bet to their best of the weekend. Now, Carlton, new coach, David Teague, our man Jacob Wilson, his first quarters aren't very um, good because he tipped Collingwood a couple of weeks ago yeah, to win every quarter. Down, but, uh, <laughs> the, the, Carlton. the reasoning was still fine. The reasoning was still good, just Collingwood really let me down there. Now, this one here, we're looking at Brisbane. Now, what have Brisbane done a few times this year? They've let themselves down in first quarter. They've had four first quarters this year where they've lost by four or more goals, including last week. Now, the Blues, we know what the Blues are going to have to do. They're going to have to come out strong. And we've looked at the numbers for caretaker coaches. Now, I did say last week it hasn't happened in five years, which is it was right going into that game. But they do have a, a win rate of 42% in that first game, which if you compare to the rest of the year, it's 35%. So you do see a little bit of a spike, especially early in matches. So I think Carlton can win that first quarter. That's paying $2.34. So you reckon they're riding the Teague wave yeah. in the first quarter with a little bit of the emotion and freedom? you know freedom what I really like? We... If you want to get a bit more value in it, you can look at 
Carlton to be leading for the first three quarters and then Brisbane to run over the top at $19. Mm, well, that right. is uh, big. Uh, that's, you said that this was a myth uh, a week or two oh, ago. You said, you said this was the first years, coach factor at, I was going was at it, I was myth. going Solomon. I went, nah, he didn't get a win. I went through, a, went through five in a row. I was like, none of these coaches are getting wins. Yeah. And then uh, Reece Shields does. So we rerun the number. We went back to all the way back to 2000 and we found some numbers to back it Digger, up. They say a leopard doesn't change his spots. Mm. This sort of nerdy, geeky cat does. He just <laughs> changes them left, right and centre. Hey, um, big news out of Richmond, um, and that is that David Asprey uh, isn't going to play Dicko. So I... That's significant. He's made as well. Brandon Ellis? He's out, yeah. As well? Yeah. So they are big changes uh, for the Tigers. And ha- I've had a good look at the Cats this week and their efficiency in the forward half of the ground, Dicko. In particular, their goal kicking mm-hmm. uh, is extraordinary. So I think without Rance, as we know, went down the third quarter of the season. And now without Asprey, puts all- Dylan Grimes will have to play the game of his life to stop stop this Cats forward line. So I like Geelong at the line, Dicko. The line is 11.5. So minus 11.5, their favourites. And as they should be, only dropped one game for the year. <laughs> all right, fourth best bet of the week. Weekend, and he's riding, talk about waves, North Melbourne, Jacob. North Melbourne. Now, you, what I liked with what we saw with North Melbourne last week, it wasn't just something that, you know, they got a lucky win. They actually changed what we thought might have been wrong there. Now, you look at their kick-to-handball ratio, they were clearly handballing more than any other team. And then last week, they, they went with a more kicking-based style. You see, they were the worst tackling team in the league, averaging the fewest tackles of any team. And last week, had a round-high 72, and that was a season-high for them as well. So there, there was just indications that Reshaw is maybe just... Not throwing the whole game plan out, but just made the right two or three changes. Um, and that'll hold them well against the Gold Coast team that it, for another season has been decimated by injuries. I don't know what happens up in Gold Coast, but every year they have at least 10 players on that injury list. Cav Avenue, that's what happens in the Gold Coast. <laughs> I've gone for a bit of an outsider here. I'm going to take the Suns to upset <laughs> North Melbourne by more than 15 points. So it's paying five bucks for the Suns to knock off uh, Reece Shaw's men. By more than uh, 15 points. Look, I we've said this many times. I'm not big on the blues. <laughs> in any case, that's clear. You got I, through one yeah, coach. Look, and yeah. yeah, all right. They've had a fantastic two weeks in the sun. You know, a lot of emotion. They're on the road, and I uh, still do not trust them. Yeah. So I think the Suns, who, yes, were absolutely pulverised uh, last week, can bounce back up there for Stewie Now, I do have a number to bat. I'm going with North Melbourne. Yeah. But as I was saying before, 42% win rate for that first game for a new coach, yeah. 35% for the entire season as yeah. the caretaker. In your second game, second it's 9%. They are 2-19 in that second game. So maybe there is that, that big wave of, of emotion that first one. The second week, they might not be able to back it up. So there is a number there that sort of supports what Jay-Z is you know saying. What we, you know what we call that? We call that a come down. That's what we call that, the second up performance. <laughs> All right. So you boys will be watching that keenly with your fourth, fourth best bet of the weekend. You're going to turn your attention to Queen's birthday. Now, Collingwood coming off a loss. I think they'll smack them, Melbourne. Uh, and you're going with the overs, total points. Going with the overs, total points. So just looking at the last three matches these teams have played against each other, the average match score, 203 points. Wow. We're looking at 155 here. You look at each of these two teams and their average scoring for the season. Uh, they're both over 162. So I can't quite figure out why the line is down at 155. You know what I do need some help with, though, Dicko? I need you to head down to both of these teams. They are two bottom four teams for set shot accuracy this year. Mm. Melbourne kicked themselves out of the game. So maybe if these two teams kick straight, um, this number could be even higher. Can I – have you got a window at home? Yep. Good. So you know what the weather's going to be on Monday? Yeah. What is it? It's – I I looked at it and said 20% chance of rain. Ah, 20%. 80% chance of rain. No, not at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, Rob Gell. Uh, (laughs) 
All right. Now, you're going with Melbourne. Yep. And you're liking Melbourne off the back of uh, their yep. loss. One goal, eight last week. They should have yep. won that game. James Harms hits the post. If that goes through rather than hits the post, they win that. Would have been a decent win up there on the road against Adelaide. Would have turned things around. I'm expecting a much better performance from the Demons this week. I think they get uh, Steve May back. And I reckon they match up well um, against the Demons. So I think this will be a really tight affair. I reckon Collingwood are taking time to adjust to a change in game style. And after that Western Bulldogs game where they sort of went chip-chip, slow and wide, I think they're, they're trying to go with a quicker tempo. So I like the score factor, but they are turning the ball over doing this. So, look, there's some adjustments going on there. Expect Braden Sider to come in for um, Dane Beams, who's out potentially for the rest of the season. But I think overall, Demons at the line, 17.5 point head start. I think this will be close. It's the Demons will be right in it. staggering that Melbourne lost last week. They were up yeah. by 31 points, and from that point on, they had nine more entries and two more shots a goal and gave up a 31 point. I've never seen a team that's up by 31 be the better team for the rest of the game and then lose. Can I can I ask you, do you reckon Melbourne has been caught out by the changing game? Do you reckon their game like they have been a high inside 50 team, 80 entries, and have had horrible conversion and have struggled this year. Whether where West Coast and Geelong are going with lower inside 50s, more efficient ball use, more accurate goal kicking, and are reaping the rewards. Yeah. And I just wonder whether Melbourne have been left behind this I year. I think you're right, in which is there is more of an emphasis on um, efficiency this year rather than quantity entries. And Melbourne are a high-quantity team and a poor efficiency team. The one number that stands out for me that's really staggering with Melbourne this year is that last year they had the best centre clearance differential of any team mm. and had the best scoring differential of any team by a mile. They're about 80 points clear of the rest of the comp. This year, they, again, have the best centre clearance differential of any team, but have been outscored by 30 points from centre bounces. Wow. So they just have not been able to, maybe it's the 6-6-6 six, six, six changes, they used to play two off the square, they were the most inventive with centre bounces. Mm. I don't know why, but they've got the best centre clearance differential, but they're negative 30 from scoring from that All those right. clearances. So plus 17 yep. one for you, J-Boy. Alright, yep. let's uh, move to the second best bet of the weekend for our boys here. The Giants, halftime, full-time, double. This used to be my go-to bet yeah. every single week. I love the halftime, full-time. Now, we were just talking about Adelaide shouldn't have won last week. Yeah. Adelaide get a win in that column where it should have been a big, fat L because they were outplayed by Melbourne for the whole game. Mm-hmm. And Josh Kelly, I think, is almost back into being the best player in the league. He's leading the competition for scoring moments at 9.1. Everyone might be focusing on Canelio and how good his game was last week. I think Josh Kelly is about the most informed player in the competition. Ooh. Adelaide, there's Matt Crouch might be back from injury, but Sloan's under an injury cloud. That midfield of mm-hmm. GWS will terrorise yep. Adelaide's midfield. I reckon uh, they're one of the bets of the round, uh, GWS, and I've taken them in a multi with the other standout club, and that is West Coast. So I like GWS, 1-39 to um, against Adelaide, and West Coast, 1-39 to against, uh, Sydney. against Sydney. So they'll, they'll, that'll, that'll be a pretty dour game. I reckon that'll be a bit of a low-scoring one. So I like those two teams, 1-39, to Dicko, 5 bucks. that's paying. That's actually a good bet. Two good sides. I like that. Yep. I don't give you a rap often, but... No. Uh, Thank you, Dicko. Yeah, I'm, oh, well, don't go too formal on it. <laughs> we don't want to start wrapping each other up too much, but that's actually not a bad bet. All right, now, the best bet of the weekend. Yep. You're focusing your attention, Jacob, on the West Coast game as well. Yep, I think West Coast are a great bet at the moment. They, 
I'll be liking them for the top four and just re- even for the premiership at the moment because they're getting back to that form we saw last year. They struggled early in the year with the forward line. They were scoring from about 39% of their entries, which isn't West Coast. West Coast are one of these teams that build their game around efficiency. And over the last five weeks, we've seen that efficiency go up from 39% to AFL number one, 49%. Jack Darling and Josh Kennedy kicked 15 goals in the last six quarters combined. So they're on fire as well. Elliot Yo, he is a top 20 player in the league. He's one of the best defensive midfielders going around. Also is a line breaker. Love everything that's going on at West Coast at the moment. You can get them to win by more than 15 points at $2.30. Like it? I like it. Um, hopefully it's not too big a win for the Eagles. I like them under 39, but <laughs> I think they're good things um, to beat Sydney we'll as well. We'll get it between 15 and 39. We'll both be happy. Hey, um... <laughs> This one's come up the batting order a little bit, Dicko, I must say. But I like Carlton versus Brisbane over 170 points. So I think the big restriction on Carlton under Brennan Bolton has sort of been the robotic play. And I reckon Carlton has really lacked some instinct and some flair. And I reckon that will be a big thing, uh, which will be a big focus over the second half of the season under David Teague. So I think they'll be looking to score more Carlton and really take the game on more, lose some of that inhibition and robotic game style. And we know that Brisbane... Uh, Jacob is one of the best scoring teams in the competition. They love a high scoring match. Yeah, they can pile on the points. So, look, I'm not thinking this is going to be shootout stakes, but I'm going to take the total game points over and it'll be a change in direction for the Blues. So that's over 170 points, uh, boys, and uh, I'll be cheering on the goals. Yeah, so you, they're going to score more goals, Carlton, aren't they? Yeah. The they're going to score five uh, as opposed to four last week. Fair call. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I reckon if yep. they can break shackles off, shackles are off, and yep. the coach and just say, "Listen, what you get bogged down to, to as a coach is robotic. He's spot on. So you're going right. This is how we want you to play. This is what. There's so much in that. You draft a kid on their raw ability. I think you, that's you, why what happens at Carlton over the last few years is. They lose one, and then you think, oh, maybe we just tighten it up again. Exactly. You lose another one, you tighten it up again. You lose another one, you tighten Where you just see Brisbane, who's the opposite, which is now they're getting some wins. They've, you see, we can, we can start playing our own game, we yep. can, and there's a bit more confidence Take to play on. their own brand of footy. Mm-hmm. Prior to that week, uh, last week, Carlton, I know they only kicked four goals um, in wet conditions, but they 20 points up from previous year. Yep, it's come down scoring, a bit, right? disappointing. So if, if they come to play and he gives them a little bit of freedom, yep. I reckon, I reckon you're on the money there. Marvel Stadium, too. You don't need a window to look at that weather. One quick question. <laughs> Sam Petrevsky seed, what was he, pick five in the draft? Yep. How many games are you going to play, Jacob? We'll play 200. Really? Yep. Are you convinced he's um, going to be a star, Dicko? Uh, not, a, not a star. I think he's going to be a very good player. I What's his one... best position? To be honest... He doesn't look outside. He doesn't look inside. Well, me. I'd be playing him on a wing. Yeah. Great. We'll put him on a wing, maybe give him... Move him inside uh, every now and again for you know twenty percent of the game, yep. but playing that sort of Andrew Gaff role, he's probably not going to get as much as Andrew Gaff. He's a pretty good ball user, very good, um, ball and user. he's a good defensive runner. You as got well. a knock on him. Tell tell us what it is. You don't go with There's that agenda, without having something there? in the can. Oh, I just think, um, I mean, Brennan Bolton has copped it a lot for the demise of Carlton, but is the list in as good a shape as we as we keep banging on about? Like. Is it more? Is it is it really all just the coach's fault? No, like, it's not. Uh, you know, I just, I just that was a big pick for me, and I think so far, I mean, he's had one electric game against the Western Bulldogs. I mean, Lockie O'Brien was he picked ten? He's in the twos. 
you know, Paddy Dow's been turning it over a bit. I, I don't know. I think it, we re- it requires a, a more forensic uh, look at some of Carlton's draft picks, maybe. Well, you want a forensic look? Yeah. Let's fast forward 12 months and then when Matty Rowe's dominating for Adelaide. Yeah. And he's a, he's a, dollar, <laughs> oh he's a dollar four for uh, the rising star. Yeah. Then we'll have something to argue about. Okay. I think you meant Noah Anderson. No. Matty Rowe's a jet. Nah, give me Noah Anderson every day of the week. Right, uh, that's where we disagree, Urkel. And uh, <laughs> saved by the bell. Screech, you need to Google that if you don't know who he is. All right, after the break, <laughs> fantasy fill-up time. Bruna nah, stick around. You're listening. Don't argue. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue. Stick around because we have the multi coming up in the enhanced odds section. We'll let you uh, in on that in just a moment. But fantasy fill-up time with our resident geek and Steve Urkel, Jacob Wilson. So I just want to prove the power of this show sometimes. <laughs> what we've done to the markets this week because... Last week we spoke about what Ryan Clark's doing at the moment. He's tagging. We made a pretty penny on uh, Mitch Duncan going under. Andrew Gas smashing by about 50 points. So what we've seen is the punters, the, the traders, the traders have listened. They've moved Andrew Gaff. He's averaging 117 this year. What, what's his line? He's into 106 because Ryan Clark might target him this week. So they've made the move. Then the punters have gone, not far enough, traders. <laughs> not far enough. That's already been crunched into $1.65 by the punters. So they've been listening as well. So I'm not going to bet on this one. But that was just a statement of what sort of impact we are having on these markets. I've never seen someone lick, oh. lick their own good work more than that. <laughs> That's his best segment by, <laughs> on you by far. Keep going, you're on a roll. All right, the next one we're looking at here is Luke Parker. Now, traders be warned, Luke Parker has gone back to the midfield. The first six weeks of the season, he was spending 73% 27, uh, in the midfield, 27% forward. Last four weeks, he's spending 95% in the midfield, 5% forward. So he's getting a lot more time in the midfield. He's won 28-plus disposals in each of his last four matches. His fantasy points have gone from 91 per game up to 106. His line is still stuck at 98. Get on board, Luke Parker. For over 98.5 fantasy points. I love his fantasy field. As I mentioned a couple of years ago, it was absolutely money for old rope. All right, now, first goal scorer, Jordan Degoe last week. $9 went bang. No, I didn't have Jordan Degoe last week. No, but he got the first goal last week. He did get the first goal again last week. He is an absolute first goal kicking machine. He's done it four times this year from nine, nine games. He did it three times as well late last year. That means from his last 18 matches, he has kicked the first goal uh, seven times, I think it is. That's 39% of the time he's kicking first goal. He's into $6, which is very short. But as we said, he is an absolute first goal kicking machine. All right, Tom Hawkins you like as well. Tom Hawkins is the key forward in the league who is in form. He's kicked four goals from each of his last four matches. Uh, you need to get, I've looked at the record books, you need to get about five or six in a row to really be impressive. But <laughs> you look at who his opponent this week is going to be. Asprey is out. It'll probably be Ryan Garthwaite. I like that matchup for Tom Hawkins. So you can get him at $7 against the Tigers. Love it. You know how it works. Quick hands, boys. And uh, you didn't handball on your career. You did, um, Steve Urkel. All right, let's go. First, Friday night, Richmond and Geelong. Richmond for me. Oh, sorry, Geelong for me, please. Ooh. Geelong at the line. Is that because of the injuries? No, yep. Got... yep, you loved it. You changed your bet. All right, Carlton and Brisbane Lions. This is a must-watch, this game. Carlton. Carlton. Woo! And the Suns take on North Melbourne. North Melbourne. 
And have the uh, Gold Coast, obviously, to bounce back against Ray Shaw's men. Crows back to Adelaide from Darwin against the Giants. GWS. GWS. Is that line only four and a half points? Four and a half yep. points. Can you believe that? Oh, my goodness. Don't worry, I'm, yes. putting, I'm putting in the multi later. I'm putting in the yes, multi. Yes, yes. Stay oh. tuned for that one. Uh, don't argue multi. Sydney and West Coast. Have these two had some ripping battles over the years? Yeah, West Coast for me. Yeah, West Coast at that line. And the Queen's birthday and Freeze MND. What a day that's going to be for Neil Danaher and that good cause. Collingwood and Melbourne. I'm going to go Collingwood. For a big win. I'm going to go Melbourne at the line. Was it 16 and a half points? 16 and a half. All right. The Don't Argue Multi you can find in the Enhanced Odds section. When we do this, we always do it separate. We all came in. I was first. Yeah. I yep. said West Coast. Then Jacob comes in and goes, I'll have West Coast. You had West So pretty yep. confident yep. with my first one. Then, then yeah. I've gone, I'm going, fine. I'll take GWS. So then... What do you say, Jay? If I can't have West Coast, who do you want? GWS. <laughs> <laughs> so I have gone West Coast minus six and a half. Yeah. I'm Jacob, just GWS head to head. Head to head. And I'm going to go the Suns with a 17 and a half point head start. So nice. the line 17 and a half. Well, you can find that, as I mentioned, in the Hans Odds section. The Don't Argue Multi. All right, Buna Natan. This is where the boys open the shoulders up, swing the willow. Hopefully you hit a six. Let's go yeah. to Jacob I'm Wilson. afraid I've been listening to DJ from the Punters podcast a little bit too much because I'm starting to add a little bit more into these bits each week. So this week I'm going for Geelong to win by 40 plus. That's a big win. Mm. Then we're going to get Ablett two plus goals. And then just to get a little bit more value on there, we're going to have Tim Kelly to get th- uh, 25 plus disposals. Now, there are a couple of reasons for that. Gary Ablett, he's kicked two plus goals in each of his last seven matches. Uh, Tim Kelly coming up against Richmond's midfield. Richmond's midfield concede disposals like uh, no other team. And Geelong, I think, are going to have a big win in this game. So if they all happen, yep. uh, you're going to get a big payout. I like wow. Ablett, even as a first goal option um, as well. He's the second best kick in the kick on goal in the competition behind Anthony McDonald, Tippin' Woody, yep. who is just lethal inside if, that if forward If you actually 50. go back in history, he's our... Second best behind Cyril over the last yeah. 10 years or so. The one he kicked from the boundary line against Carlton on Sunday in the wet was mind-blowing. Um, look, I'm, as I said, tight game, I think, uh, on Monday. Freeze MND, Queen's birthday, Collingwood yep. versus Melbourne. I'm tipping the draw. I've never actually done this before. <laughs> this is uncharted territory for me, Dicko, but I am tipping a draw. It's going to be a dramatic finish, and it's $67 between two sides who I think match up uh, well against each other. Collingwood just tinkering with some things. Melbourne gets Steve May back, and, and they, they're liking their prospects in this one. I think this could be a draw, Dicko. I so. said open the shoulders up, and he did. $67. <laughs> All right, there you have it. That's the Don't Argue for Thursday. Jacob, Thanks go so. and research Save by the Bell. You'll find out plenty. Screech, well done. <laughs> and Newshound, good luck with uh, some stories over the weekend. The What's rehi- going to make news? The rehydration. What's going to make news? Uh, I think Nathan Buckley and Mick Malthouse is a fair old story at the moment. It is a good one. It's amazing that Nathan Buckley kept this in for ten years. He hasn't. That's the story is not that he said it. It's a story that the story is that he hasn't said it Mm. over the past ten years because that would have been bubbling away inside him this whole time. Yeah, watch this space, read his article, or subscribe if you do. It costs you a dollar. Is that right? You always, no, you always, I'm not subscribing subscribe, to, subscribe to, to listen to, to your crap. Time. All right, there you have it. Thanks very much for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your mates if you enjoyed the show. We love it here at Don't Argue. Friday Night Footy, it's going to be a beauty. Richmond and the Cats.